The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Solid 7 Podcast is brought to you by Hit and Skins. Hit and Skins is Central Florida's premier custom branding company, offering high-quality custom apparel, design, signage, vehicle wraps, and much more. With over 15 years of experience, they have the expertise to take your project from concept to finished product. And their exceptional service and attention to detail mean your project will turn out just like you imagined or better. Visit hittenskins.com today. That's H-I-T-T-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. And let them get to work on the branding you deserve. The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to, of course, Solid 7 Podcast. An above average podcast, if I do say so myself. We're not a show about nothing, of course. We're not Seinfeld, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week, I invite a guest to join me here, and we talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And this week, I bring to you none other than magician, illusionist, adorable, huggable Jason Alvarado. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, buddy. What's up? Welcome back. Thank you. What is this, number three? three? This is number three. Third time's charm. Third time. Maybe you'll be good this time. I will do my best. What's good, man? Not too much. We're partying. <laughs> We're partying. It's well, a Friday. Are we allowed to say that? Uh, we are allowed to okay. say that. I'm I don't not, know if that's a secret. I mean, they could be listening on a Friday. They could be listening on I a Friday. I regularly screw that stuff up. I'm okay, like, okay, good. Tonight, this evening. You know, <clears throat> tonight, this evening. You know, it's whatever. It is November 2019. Who knows? Um, yeah. When they're listening. I it's don't think Friday. that matters. We're getting ready so. to rock some services in a couple hours. So but, we're partying. Uh, but uh, one thing we do need to do, because you know the drill here at the South Seven Podcast. That's true. We are, of course, fueled by Jocko Go. Jocko Go. We, met, we actually made, uh, I'm going to own up to this. I forgot to bring Jocko Go. I was, I was in a hurry to get here. I grabbed the gear. I forgot to hit the fridge. And uh, the first thing we did, hit up Wawa. Mm. Buy, buy one, get one for a dollar right now. A steal. I can do this. So both, both rock and the mangoes. Cheers. So cheers. Cheers, my friend. <clears throat> but, uh, dude, have you been uh, watching or have you watched yet? I mean, I guess it'll be a few days by the time anyone's listening to this. Uh, but Obi-Wan is out not finally on Disney+. Plus. I have not seen it. 
Now, is this with Ewan This McGregor? is Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yes. So, if, I can't tell. Like, I haven't read any write-ups. I watched both episodes. Okay. All right? And since you... And normally, I would just give a spoiler alert for the listeners. True. Because it's more fun to talk about it if you don't have to worry about the spoilers. <laughs> That's true. But I won't spoil it for you. How dare you? Not not massively. I don't know that there's any real big spoilers is to give just yet. Is Darth Vader but... his father? That's all I want to know. Well, I think that has already been... Spoiled since pretty, the 70s. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But as far as I can tell, just from what, because I'm not a big, big Star Wars nerd, you know, no. like when we have Mike Redacted on, he's mm-hmm. way, way into Star Wars. Uh, a few of our our other guests like read the books and really know Use the characters the force, and stuff. Harry. I got I'm it. not that. Um, but as far as I could tell, like the characters I could remember from movies, mm-hmm. it's the character, it's the actors from the movies. Yeah, playing the episodes. Them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. I, I'm a Ewan McGregor fan anyways. He is awesome. And obviously they've been hyping this forever. Like everything, everything was delayed for COVID. So Disney kind of did what they've been doing and dropped the first two episodes. Awesome. And dude, they're fantastic. They really they're fantastic. Are. I was thoroughly pleased. Did you like the one that just came out? It was at a... Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it, I think, more than most people did. It was the big knock, at least what I heard, mm-hmm. was that it was kind of like an uh, like a half season of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Which cause... I'm like, who cares? Because the Mandalorian's great, too. But there's people that have just been Boba fans, f- like, from the jump, That's you know, true. like, from day one. Yeah. And they wanted it to be like, okay, finally Boba has his own show, mm-hmm. so. Like, Mandalorian, like... I was like legitimately mind blown every yeah. episode. I'm like, this is so good with Boba. I like, I was, I don't know what it was. I, maybe I just didn't it's, buy into him. It was a little slower start. Yeah. And like, there were some things that felt a little forced and they didn't yeah. make sense. We've talked about it or mm-hmm. I've talked about it on the podcast. Like I can't stand Mark Hamill. And it's not even because of his politics, which would be enough of a reason for me not to be a big fan. And because he was uh, the voice of the Joker. In uh, the I'm a, I mean, his voice work is, you know, Hard mm-hmm. to argue with. I just think he's a garbage actor. Like, put him on screen. I thought he was bad in the original Star Wars. I yeah. didn't like him in the new Star Wars. He's just a bad actor. He now is. I've got to watch, like, a CGI bad actor of him. Mm. I'm just not. Doesn't mm. do anything for me. So, like, he was in Boba some, and Ahsoka so, showed up in Boba, and that felt kind of forced. Was so, there a CGI one forced, of him? pun intended. Punny. Was there, is there a CGI version of him in this uh, Obi-Wan thing? Haven't seen it yet. So at least, again, I don't know if it's a spoiler to give something that's not a spoiler, but I haven't. Yeah, what's this, where are we picking up from? Well, well, no, so that's the thing. You you won't see a CGI version of Luke Mm -hmm. in this because this is the period of time, like, before episode four, before the very first movie. I see. So uh, Luke is a kid on the farm on Tatooine. Nice. You're a nerd, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Tatooine. So. Mm-hmm. But, system. Yeah, it, it was good. I'm a fan. You'll enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you haven't watched it so that we can I, I discuss can't it for fun here on the podcast. I'm going to watch it probably tomorrow. Fantastic. Or Monday. Delicious. I will say, like, it doesn't really spoil anything, I think, for anybody. Like, the vibe here is that the Jedi are in hiding, mm-hmm. right? This is after, like, the big attack of the Republic, and they're trying to take out all the, all the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's people hunting Jedi, you know, the Empire's trying to hunt the Jedi, stuff like that. Um, You know, so this is an Obi-Wan, like it opens on an Obi-Wan that's just trying to lay low. Mm -hmm. So it creates, you know, some really interesting dilemmas in that basically in the writing, they're presenting him with problems, with injustices, Mm -hmm. right? 
that he thoroughly has the power to write, to correct. Yeah. You know, just like somebody being mistreated, mistreated in front of him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, but to stay hidden and stay safe, he's got to not show his powers. Right. So he's got to let this wrong thing, this injustice happen in mm-hmm. order to stay hidden. Weird. Yeah. So it's, it's presenting, uh, you know, that's not like the, the major arc of the storyline or anything like that's mm-hmm. the underlying thing at all time. You know, it seems like that's going to be an underlying thread. Mm. Um, you know, but just it's it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting moral dilemma. Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I have to put a lot of thought into, okay, what, what are we going to talk about on the podcast yeah. this week? Sometimes there's some, some back and forth. Sometimes there's some like, Banter. hey, let's throw out some links or this is kind of interesting or this is in the news. That's true. Didn't have to, didn't have to wonder Not this what week. we were going to talk about this week. And, you know... Speaking of people with the power to stop an injustice, to right a wrong. Let's go into it. Let's talk about this this mass shooting yeah. in Texas, which is just absolutely infuriating Yeah, all the way around. Yep. All the way around. And every freaking time, now this is going to sound like I'm going to go off on some lefty talking points, and I think everybody knows better, but every freaking time we're like, oh, never again. This, this is the last straw. Mm-hmm. And then here, here we sit yep. again. Like there's no, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to put forth, right, that this is, these scenarios have an easy solution, yeah. right? Like it's, there's, there's no one fix all. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly there's plenty of disagreement about what gets put out there as solutions. Yep. But to me, there are some things that are just definite, obvious solutions. It's like, while we're arguing about all the other stuff, mm-hmm. let's do the things that will absolutely work. Yeah. That will absolutely work. Mm-hmm. But, but, nothing, but nothing happens. Yeah. Because, because politicians, they want the issue. They want to have the talking point mm-hmm. to beat each other over the head right. with instead of fixing the problem. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so what I'm talking, what's, what's obvious to me, I think is a solution. And I even saw uh, excerpts today because there was, there were like, there was like a big commission after the Sandy Hook shooting, which was another elementary school shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how could we solve this? How could we fix this? What are solutions? And there were practical things. There were, there were just mm-hmm. absolutely like practical things that you could do in the way, like, Having security and the physical ways that schools are structured and mm-hmm. what the protection mechanisms are and how you get in and out of buildings. Mm-hmm. Like just definitive, like these things would make this harder to do. These things would make our kids safer. Right. And if you bring up those things instead of, oh, well, let's just ban all guns. And right. we're by God, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, well, what if we, what if we did this? What if we made, what if we hardened the campuses? What if we don't turn them into a prison? But what if we do common sense stuff yeah. that we do, like to protect our politicians or to protect our movie stars mm-hmm. or to? I was going to to pick up lunch today, and I'm driving around, uh, ironically, a Wawa, and there was an armored vehicle there. Why was it armored? Oh, because they were carrying money because they mm-hmm. were either picking it up and dropping it off. Yeah. And you watch the guys get in and out of those armored vehicles. You know what they have? They've got guns on them. You know what they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're wearing? They're wearing protective vests, yeah. right? To protect that money because that resource is precious. Um, where's, where, where's the hardening of our schools? Yeah. 
Where, where, where are the trained protectors of our children? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, teachers shouldn't have to think about carrying firearms, and they shouldn't have to think about if their classroom's safe and where they're going to hide in the room. If they don't want to. No, they, they shouldn't. Yeah. But, A, also, life's not fair, right? Like, none of us exist in the world without mm-hmm. risk. That's so true. we just have we just have to mitigate risk, right? Hey, there's just there's just crap that happens when there's no bad a- actor, right? There there's accidents. We we wear seatbelts and we have airbags, yeah. not necessarily because somebody's gonna drink and drive, though they could. Not mm-hmm. just because somebody out of malice is going to swerve into us head on, though they could. But hey, sometimes you're driving and bad stuff just happens. Right. There's a, a tire blows out, whatever, and so we try to mitigate that mm-hmm. risk. Yes. So like that's, we do that in all walks of life. Mm -hmm. There's, there's locks on the doors at at our house, you know, at your apartment, on your house to mitigate some risk. So, uh, you know, to say, oh, teachers shouldn't have to. Well, it would, what you mean is I wish they didn't have to, but they do because evil exists in the world. Mm -hmm. It always has. It always will. And to say, oh, well, access to guns is too easy. Look throughout history, mm-hmm. wave a wand tomorrow and make every gun disappear. Yeah. Obviously, you can't. We're going to find ways to harm each other. That's true. Like, it's not like no one ever killed anybody before right. there were firearms. This isn't a new thing. Evil it's is a not new like, thing. Oh, yeah. And it's not like no one killed a bunch of people Yeah. before there were firearms. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to find ways to harm each other. And then, obviously, there's the fact that you can't just wave a wand. And make all the guns disappear. Yeah. Even if you, even if you shut off the ability for any to buy a buddy to buy any gun of any type tomorrow, you still got to deal with the like five hundred million guns, right? That are owned by yeah, more guns in America than people. What, what are you going to do? Right. What are you, you going to go? You going to go round them up? They want to. You going to count? But like that's its own freaking nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, set aside the inherent right. To mm-hmm. self-protection. All right. We'll put that argument aside. Just okay. You're gonna you're gonna ban all the firearms. Didn't they do that in Australia, the buyback. They did, quote, but they unquote, didn't have buyback the uh, a, freely elected. Australia <laughs> has the population of like LA Correct. in like the whole country. Yep. And not near the firearms ownership that there is. Well, even in just the US. They, they said it was a voluntary ball back, buyback, but you had to do it. Well also you can't buy it back. I didn't yeah. buy it from you. Right, exactly. You didn't own it. Like, oh, I didn't know you owned this before. Um, so, you know, never mind the the right to self-defense. Never mind the right to to protect the, the populace, uh, you know, from... Tyrannical government. Yeah. Tra- among other things, tyrannical government, yeah. right? Um, I mean, the right to private property. Like, it's... Can't just seize my property, mm-hmm. right? Um so I, you know, so we can have let's have the debate about guns. Sure, fine. I'm I'm open to have that debate because I, I think that that data and logic is on my side. So let's debate it. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, but in the meantime, let's do the stuff that we know works. Okay, you think teachers shouldn't have to to carry guns? Roger that. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a teacher, right? Like how many how many combat vets? So we have right wa- walking around the United States of America right now, Making homeless wage. or otherwise, you know, doing some job that's Unemployed. that's a waste yeah. of their skills or right. whatever. Um, hey, kid up, we got a job. 
Mm-hmm. Put up some fences. Do yeah. the I, I've seen this idea mocked, and it's funny because this is specifically cited uh, in that Sandy Hook report of like single entrance. That doesn't mean there's only one door to the place. Mm-hmm. That means if you want to get in, there's lots of ways to get out of the building. But if you want to get in, yeah. you've got to go through there. Why would they oppose that? If they talk, they're like, "Oh, there's only one entrance in the building. Let's talk about the safety hazards that that causes." We're like. Have you never walked through? I mean, in Florida, we call them a hurricane bar, but have you, yeah, have you never walked through a a door that didn't have a handle on the outside and had a release bar or a handle on the inside? Like, that's that's what every emergency exit is. This isn't, we're not talking about free Mr. Clark and training the doors closed. This isn't reference. uh, Lean on me, the movie Lean on Me. Free Mr. Clark. Free Mr. Yeah. Clark. And he's chaining the door shut to keep the drug dealers oh, out because the kids yes. let him in. Thank you for catching up to my 80s movie reference. Thank you. Fantastic <laughs> movie. Wait, who was the actor in that? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yes. Man, that God guy. himself. God himself in was the movies, there. In the movies. In but the movies. Bruce Almighty was We're not there. sacrilegious. Yeah. Amen. Praise him. So it, it's, just, it's just infuriating to see another screen. See, but even that, like, okay, so let's make it harder to get into this building just without a gun, without, without a law enforcement officer on there. You have opposition to that. I'm like, what logical argument could you have against this, making it harder to get into this building? It's north of 90% of these mass shootings occur in places that are gun-free zones. Exactly. And so we protect the White House and the president Mm -hmm. with firearms and train protection. We protect the Capitol building and our senators and our Congress people with firearms and train security. We protect our banks that way. We pro- heck go into like a Tiffany's. There's right. an armed guard yep. at Tiffany's. Yes. Right? I was I was at uh, a graduation yesterday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there there were uh, on top of the private armed security that was there, there were there were police officers there. Mm-hmm. And so th- that was actually student related, so that was good, but you see that like you go out to we're in Central Florida here, you go out to the parks. They have armed security there. Mm-hmm. We we protect all kinds of people in all kinds of places with firearms and people who are trained how to use them to protect whatever's inside. But somehow that's an abomination for our schools, for our mm-hmm. most precious resource. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it it's infuriating. And then, like, this story was sickening enough. Mm-hmm. Another another screen full of you know I, I didn't understand statements like this before I was a dad. Uh, another screen full of babies. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know it's funny yeah. when I when I had Sarah on a couple weeks ago I, I didn't want her to tell her story so that I didn't cry on my own podcast. This is tough to talk about, man. Yeah, it is. Like we drop our kids off at school every day, and mm-hmm. we trust they're going to be safe. Yeah. Now I you know I'm where my kids are during the day. You you are the so same am I. way. Yeah. But also, I know our layers of security and level of protection there. Mm-hmm. And thank God, it, it's higher than than most schools yeah. that people have to drop their kids off at every day. Mm-hmm. But those parents dropped their kids off just like we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a silly analogy, right? But our we've had we had this cat, Cozy. You've met my cat forever. My wife had her before we got married. And she she died this week, and so mm. you know. It's not a comparison at all, but you just have that sad thought of like, I'm not going to pat the yeah. cat, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pet the cat tomorrow. Right. Right. And so it's like, 
the, those parents dropped their kids off yeah. thinking they were going to hug them and kiss them and put them in bed that night. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and, and they're not because people want to just kick around a political football right. instead of solving the freaking problem. Mm-hmm. And it's infuriating. I, I saw somebody break down the numbers um, like this, Jason, of like everybody knows of everything that's going on in Ukraine. And right. there's all kinds of takes on that. And, and this, is, this isn't that, right? There's, um, but, you know, right, wrong, or otherwise, we, we gave Ukraine like another $40 billion. 40 and I think that's, billion. I don't know if that, I don't know if that was approved, like to buy things to give them, or if that was just, here's a pile of cash. I don't know. But either way, it was $40 billion to help shore up Ukraine in, right. their, in their fight with Russia. In their fight with Russia. In, in their fight with Russia. Exactly. And yeah. Like a Ukrainian life doesn't have any less value. But what are they th- going to fight with? Right. You know, I'm sure that 40 billion didn't go. Hey, you know what we're going to do to stop Putin? Put up gun-free zone signs in front of all of our buildings and hospitals yeah. and schools. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not what the 40 billion went to. That's yeah, of course. That that's its own thing. But I'm like, and and I'm I don't mean to imply in any way that a Ukrainian life has less value than an not. American life. Absolutely not. Or, or that you, Ukrainian children are any less value than American children, mm-hmm. but I don't pay my tax dollars to, to protect them. Yeah, right. And I so and I didn't elect. None of us elected our elected officials, right, to watch over and protect Ukraine. Th- doesn't mean I'm not saying there there shouldn't be any involvement there, right? Sure. But saying it, that's not supposed to be the primary focus, mm-hmm. right? You're a, you're a public servant. This public. Right. Right. Um, and it's it's not I'm not saying, you know, it's, I mean, what movie was that in? Right. Where the politician that was running for office had the tagline, God bless America and no place else. And obviously, it was a, a caricature a of, of something. Thing, right. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that either. But I'm saying, you know, if I'm if my neighbor's starving and needs help getting food, I want to do everything I can to help them get food. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense to do that when my. Family is starving too. Right. Like you can't, you can't help out of your lack. Mm-hmm. You can help out of your, out of your excess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, you know, I saw somebody break this down. I haven't verified these numbers, but they passed the smell test. Right. For me of, you know, we sent $40 billion in whatever form that is, rather that was $40 billion to pay for arms or munitions or whatever for Ukraine. And so the stat that I saw was that they're, and again, not fact-checked, this isn't a news program. This just passes the smell test for me, that there's something like 300,000 schools in America. I don't know if that's public, private, mm-hmm. combined, what. Uh, and so the the way this individual broke down the numbers of if you wanted to take somebody, whether you, you trained them or found a combat vet, uh, retired officer or what. And I'm going to be honest, like, I don't want this to be somebody who's maybe deep in retirement. Yeah. Right. I, I don't want to I don't want this to be that retired cop that struggles to get in and out of the car. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I want somebody with some physical capability. I want somebody that has a presence mm-hmm. to them. I want somebody who looks like they can handle themselves. Yeah. Uh, but it's whatever. But you could take that person, outfit them and put them on these campuses and pay them fifty thousand dollars a year, which is not a bad paycheck. Yeah. That's not rich stuff, but not a bad paycheck. Mm-hmm. You could do that for seven years. With that $40 billion. Yep. Now, again, I'm no fan of deficit spending either. I, I don't know. But, hey, if we're going to keep charging things to the credit card, yeah. let's charge that. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But instead, we just want to keep kicking the political football around. Yeah. We just want to, we want, Cheap we've got politicians. Points. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. State, state, federal, whatever, what, whatever level. It's just, hey, those guys over there, all they want to do is take your guns away. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just want. They don't care about the kids. They just want power. Yeah, and then it's hey, those guys over there. They don't. They don't care about the kids. They. They just want their guns. Mm-hmm. Um, none of those things are true. Yeah, it's only. It's only true of these evil morons that we somehow continue to, to elect to, to office. Right. Now that's paint with a real broad brush. Mm-hmm. I know there's some good ones. I know there's some exceptions. There yeah, but of course, not talking about the politicians. Of course. The people who are your neighbors and your coworkers who lean left and don't vote the same way as you do, of course they care about children dying. Yeah. Of course they don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And that that person that sits next to you on the bus or or whatever, wherever you know them, and and they 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 wear their MAGA hat and you can't stand them. Right. That's fine. You don't agree on politics, but you know what? They don't want to. They do care that kids are killed. Yes. They don't want to see that. Absolutely. So let's get together on those things and say. Hey, I, there's a bunch of things we want to do that we don't agree on. Mm-hmm. What do we agree on? What can we do that we agree on? Yeah. And and in the in the meantime, you know, I'm I'm seeing today this administration talking again, trying to push the student debt forgiveness right. thing. Like there's money for that. Right. How are we going to pay for that? And so again, you know what I'd like to see way more than forgiving ten thousand dollars of student loan debt. For people who knowingly took on that debt and signed on the bottom line anyways, is, hey, take that money you're about to print yet again and spend it to make our schools safer. Right. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And and, and part of my rant about, oh, I don't want just any retired cop or, or any combat vet. Like, this was a maddening enough story, right? And there's yeah. with these things, there's always fog of war involved, right? The, the initial reporting is almost never right. Sure. Not on who the assailant is, not on how many people there are, not on how many people are dead, not on how many—it's almost never right up yeah. front. Like, the, the, the initial reports, you We're almost always got to take a beat and mm-hmm. say, I, I, need to, I need to wait and find out what's going on. And this thing just seems to keep getting mm-hmm. worse, for sure. Weirder, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, this this thing makes less sense to me mm-hmm. by the day. And I don't say like there's no sense defined in this, anyways. Yeah, it's just pure evil. This is the act of a madman. Yes, the absolute act of a madman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more we learn about him, I don't know his name. I don't want to know his name. I don't want to say his name. We, you know, once upon a time, I, I, we, I would talk about, and you know this, Jason, because we've been friends for a long time. I'm a big fan of American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love revolutionary history. And I've always been in awe of like what the founding fathers risked in sure. signing their names to our Declaration of Independence, yeah. which would have been treason. Yes. Right. And par- because when you understand what the punishment for treason was, if we yeah. lost, mm-hmm. um, it was it was a real risk. Right. Yes. Like you would be be hung, uh, but I think not until dead. So they'd hang you slow, let you almost die. You'd be you'd be drawn and quartered. You'd be pulled into pieces by horses. They would they would incinerate those pieces, and they would scatter your ashes. They would erase you from history. There would be no grave for anyone to lay flowers at. 
Mm-hmm. You never existed. And that's absolutely what we need to be doing with these mass shooters. No one should know their name. No one should know their motive. Mm-hmm. No one should know who they are. Yeah. You should never, no one should hear their manifesto. No one should see their social media posts. You should be erased from history. Yeah. There should be no glory, no fame to be gained from doing these that's things. That's the scary part about this. Like people are going, wow, everybody knows them. Everybody cares. Yeah. I wants to tell their story and everybody wants to say, I knew him or I never suspected. And I don't know. I, I mean, we want to know, see, that's the thing too. That's the rabbit trail too. It's like we can, we can obsess. It's, it's one of the things I hate about, about these discussions. is just the false dichotomy. It's the prison of two ideas. It's either this or that. Sometimes there, there's, there's some middle ideas that we can have, like hardening a soft target. Yeah. We could all get behind, like, okay, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about that. But with all that said, like you can, you can't solve evil. Like that's going to exist, whether it's a mentally stable person or a sane person who's just evil in his heart. Right. Which is always, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're a pastor. We've said that yeah. on, on here before. Right. And that's, we worked together at a church for a long time mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And, there, and there's, there's always this dichotomy that we deal with uh, living with this Christian paradigm, right. Of, um, and and I, I say that because I'll, I'll make the connection here, right? But it's, we we believe everyone's a sinner. Every human being is a yep. sinner. We're all going to fall short. We're all going to, we're all going to sin, right? Which results in, in this separation from God. And yet at the same time, we, we can't use that as an excuse not to try to be better. Mm-hmm. You can't say, oh, there's no way I can win. So I might as well not even try. That's, that's not the point. Yeah. Right. It's it's not hopeless. And really, a lot of the hope and the gain is in is in the trying. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't obtain perfection, but you can you can do better. You can right. get better. Um, What's well, the parable of the better. talents? Be right. better, Kale. Um, and so it's the the I say that because there's a correlation to me in these arguments of we can't we can't eradicate evil. Right. We can't always stop evil, yes. but that's not an excuse not to try. We should make it as hard as possible yeah. yes. to do these evil things. We exactly. should be as, as as vigilant as we can be in watching for these things. There's always—what's getting so sickening, right, is after the fact of these things, hearing the laundry list of signs. Oh, yeah. Of, oh, well— his dad wasn't in the home mm-hmm. or his parents were abusive. And I'm saying his, I'm sick of that pattern too. It yep. is always him. It is, it is always yep. his. Mm-hmm. And, and 100% we, we can, we can, you know, go off on how we're failing the young men in our country. Yeah. Absolutely failing the young men in mm-hmm. our country, but it's, Oh, then they were bullied. Oh, they exhibited, this mental health issue or this challenge. Oh, they're on this medication. Yep. And but it, but it's a shock that they did this every mm-hmm. time. Do we not know the pattern? At this mm-hmm. point, we can't figure it out. Yeah. We we can't intervene and go not to say that everybody who has a crap home life right is going to go shoot up a school. Obviously not. Obviously not everybody who grows up without a dad Mm-hmm. Is going to go shoot up a school. That's not what I'm saying. But you start to put the pieces together. You start to go, oh, we see these five, six, seven things encounter with in in common mm-hmm. with these young male shooters. Yeah, they're not. Well, I actually I take that back. Right, as somebody who's who's 
in the whatever we want to call it, the firearms world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think people should own firearms. I think people should train to use those responsibly. Um, I, I think that that it is a right. I don't think it's a right that government gives me. I think it's a right that God gave me, and all our Constitution does is codify and protect that right from the overreach of government. So what? whatever. You know, to, to look at these things and say, oh, I'm seeing four, five of the things out Red of the flags. list in this one yeah. person. Yeah. I'm not saying you pull them aside and you go, hey, are you thinking about shooting up a school? Yeah. Or a bus station or a grocery store but even or all these people, or they post stuff on social media. And like the Parkland guy. Yeah. Like he, I don't remember. It was astonishing how many times the FBI actually did reached out or saw something, but did nothing. Like, well, it's not, I don't know that law enforcement is equipped to help with the issues that these people are facing. It should be school, social workers, should be local community. Yes, that's got to be, that's got to be pastors. That's got to be teachers and guidance counselors. And Mm -hmm. let's find the mechanism to say, you know, I notice a lot of this is going on in your life. Are you talking to anybody? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's take some resource and pair them up with a counselor, maybe that they can't afford. Maybe they don't have insurance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's let's sit you down and talk to somebody. Right. Let's develop programs at our schools and take the kids that mm-hmm. aren't jerks mm-hmm. and 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 be intentional about this kid doesn't have community. Yeah. Let's get them plugged in and get them some community. I mean, and then you you throw on top of that a pandemic where people oh, are locked yeah. in their home, isolated. Doped up on drugs, doped up on, I don't mean even just recreational stuff. I mean, just, just all kinds of psychological things. And then it's, it's a pressure cooker, all of this. But, but so this scenario, but again, that doesn't, that doesn't protect the schools though. I mean, like, so it has to be, it has to be these two ideas working together, but people don't want to work together because we want to score points and we want to dunk on people and own the libs or own the right linging gun-toting conservative it's just it's so divisive we want one it's like when you're when you're angry and you're scared man it's a horrible time to make a decision about anything yeah just a horrible or and you're so sad. you're heartbroken you know, like yeah. you keep seeing i know you'll you'll know who this is but steve kerr who's a who's a coach in the nba and he played with jordan and the bulls i you're, love golf yeah you know no this. you're a big fan of steve tiger kerr. fan you know there's this video all over the place of him you know post-game press conference crying oh, and crying and pounding his fist like when are we going to do something i get i'm not judging him for for that anger i'm not sure. judging him for that emotion not at all but we have to fight that urge to just do something mm-hmm. because something is not always better than nothing it's mm-hmm. just not the the real danger is in doing something that doesn't actually help and thinking okay we're better now we can go yeah. on mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it happens again. Oh, crap. Yeah. We did the wrong thing. But the, the solutions that they present are just so foolish. Okay. Universal background checks. We already do that. We, we do and we don't. I'm So that argument's- For a gun. That argument's disingenuous. What right? do you mean? Of if you were buying a firearm right. from a, 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 they're called an FFL, and I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but a licensed firearms dealer. Sure. It doesn't matter- where that transaction is occurring, mm-hmm. they are legally liable to run a background check. And they on do you. the same thing in gun shows. So yes, if if the person at the booth mm-hmm. at the gun show is an FFL, they have to run a background right. check. I'll tell you, now I don't sadly I don't own any firearms anymore. 
Really? I had them all out on a boating trip. The weather was awful. The waves were choppy. Ugh. And they all fell in the water. My They're all goodness. in the bottom bottom of a big body of water. <laughs> I don't have them anymore. Was Hunter Biden riding that boat? <laughs> but the first one I ever bought, I bought at a gun show. Okay. And I bought it from, from an FFL. It was a gun dealer that had a booth. They mm-hmm. had a physical store, but they had a booth at that gun show. And I, I didn't have a concealed carry permit. At the time, I was of legal age to purchase the firearm, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a concealed carry permit. And I'll talk about why that's relevant. And so I could not. Now, we live in Florida. Florida's pretty well known as a relatively firearms friendly state. Mm-hmm. I could not leave the show with that firearm. Mm-hmm. There was a three. They had to run the background check and there was a three day waiting period. Right. I didn't leave with it that day. I had to go to their physical storefront and pick it up after mm-hmm. that period was over. Yeah. Um, now, I say it was important that I didn't have a concealed carry permit at the time because in the state of Florida, if you have a permit, then there is no waiting period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But the thing that they keep always saying is we need background checks and these people are going and they're just getting a gun and right. they nobody knows who they are. And they, they want just... universal background checks. And so there is no gun show loophole. Right. It's It's not factually accurate that just by buying a gun at a gun show, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a background check. Right. That is incorrect. However, what doesn't require a background check are private sales. Right. If a private individual mm-hmm. who is not a firearms dealer wants yes. to sell a firearm to someone else, they do not have to perform a background check. Sure. Because here's why. How would they? Yeah. Right through through what by what mechanism would they do that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want that mechanism now, in place. <laughs> they are still right. legally liable. It is against the law mm-hmm. for them to knowingly sell that firearm to someone who is not legally allowed to own a firearm. Mm-hmm. If that person is a, a convicted felon, felon, if they are right. underage, all the things that if if they've been um, you know legally adjudicated as mm-hmm. mentally unstable. All those things that would prevent you from buying a firearm during a background mm-hmm. check, if 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 you sell a firearm to somebody who you know meets any of that criteria, you are legally liable for yeah. that. So even though you're not required to run a background check, mm-hmm. if you sell it to somebody you know can't own it, you have broken a law. But the thing that frustrates me about all these arguments that I hear, and I don't want to hear them. I want to I go I I want to look at my worldview, and I want to consistently cross examine it. I, I really do. Yeah. Like like my faith my my opinion on things and we've disagreed on certain topics before and then at the end of the day we just go cool man what are you doing for dinner or well, you're gonna go home and take care of your kids and love your wife but like the arguments that you hear consistently is like and if we just fix this one but here's the here's the over thing that just that blows my mind about all these different extra steps and extra laws they're only applying to the law abiding right that's the thing that I just get frustrated with it's like yes you're making it more difficult for the safe sane, um, non-felon to purchase a, a, a weapon, a firearm. You're not making it difficult for a criminal to get one off the street to do evil. Now, for example, this kid did buy them legally. Yes, he, he was, he did he, buy he them was legally. 18, so it was, these were, they were mm-hmm. long guns. Um, so I, I, like, I want to take this opportunity and, and not, not angry. Like, if you, if you disagree, if you're somebody that wants all firearms banned, okay, roger that, but do me the kindness of listening for the next few minutes. I'm not mad. I don't hate you. I don't think you're evil. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put that all out there. Let me let me share why I think that's a bad idea and what maybe some information you've been given 
uh, let me try and clear up some misinformation that I think informs that opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Let's start at the base, the Second Amendment. Now, I already I, I went off on this a little bit. Our rights don't come from, from government, right? Mm -hmm. There are some things that we can do and can't do that are codified in law, but like the big rights that we're, 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 like, we're all really protective of, mm -hmm. um, at least it's the wrong way to look at those coming from government, right? Now, whether or not you believe in God, you believe in the Christian God that I believe in, uh, whatever— um, you know, you can, even if you don't, you can look at nature and you can see there's natural law, right? There's, there's the way things work. This is what science is, discovering and breaking down mm -hmm. that natural law, that physics and mathematics, right? There's a way things work. And so our, our most important rights are things that whether you believe in a creator or not, you can look at and find these things in nature. These right. are principles. These are natural laws. Um, so... The, the the rights that like our bill of rights codifies mm -hmm. right things like um the the right to privacy you know life liberty pursuit of happiness mm -hmm. the right to self defense yeah the government the constitution doesn't give us those rights it recognizes those right. rights um and anybody who doesn't agree with that we're probably going to have a fundamental disagreement on a lot of things, period. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you think all your rights come from government, then you have no problem believing that government can take away all your rights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you understand that under our system of government in America, what that system is built on is understanding that the Constitution is there to protect rights we already have, not to give us those rights. Mm -hmm. The Constitution is, is, was intended to restrict not the people but the government, to protect people from the government. Mm -hmm. um, so, so right there at the Second Amendment, um, you really got to dig. There's a lot of debates about the language here, and so people want to say, "Oh, it specifically mentions uh, the the militia." Well, you had to under, you have to understand that the militia all the time wasn't at the time it wasn't an organization that you went and joined. The whole the whole body of able-bodied men at the time that was the militia, mm -hmm. right? So that that included everybody, and it's not an accident they didn't say the right to keep and bear muskets. Um, they, they were aware that technology was going to advance the same way that our first amendment rights cover things that we write with a pencil or a pen mm -hmm. rather than with a quill and ink. Right. Same way that it protects the things we say on the internet and on our phones and right. on television. Yeah. Um, they, they knew like the, the right wasn't about the physical thing you were doing it with, mm -hmm. right? It was it's about the, the principle. inherent yeah. principle. Right. Uh, and there were firearms in development. They were aware of they had firearms, that, cannons, like semi-automatic and stuff like that. There was private ownership. People say, oh, you don't believe in any restrictions on the Second Amendment. You think people should be able to buy bazookas and tanks? Well, when when the people who wrote the Second Constitution, were, the Second Amendment were around, people did have private ownership of Cannons, ships with cannons. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it, yeah, it, but it, it's just it's a it's a garbage argument. Anyways, people, those are heavily regulated. You can't get those right. So so let's let's talk about the firearms one. Right. So right now you'll hear, oh, we don't want to ban all firearms. We just want to ban semi-automatics. The vast majority of firearms in existence today, not just in America, worldwide, are semi-automatics. All that that means is. When you pull the trigger one time, it fires one round of ammunition, mm -hmm. one bullet. Mm -hmm. That's a semi-automatic. Right. Um, very, they think that means machine gun. Revolvers are very similar, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I'd have to dig into the specific definition of semi-automatic, whether or not that includes being 
uh, magazine fed. So magazine being, you'll hear people call it the wrong thing, which is a clip and that's minutia that doesn't matter. But when you can take a magazine or what some people might call a clip, which again, gun people I know is wrong, um, you know, and load it that way, that, that might be part of the required definition for semi-automatic. I can't remember. I always thought it was just, it was, it's linguistic theft where we're using different language to try to confuse or obfuscate what we're trying to politically prove. It, well, there is some, a lot of it's just ignorance, right? right? Like people who haven't been exposed to firearms, they haven't gone through like even a or basic firearms rifle. class and they get everything they need. Yeah, so like, the problem what does is that a, even a, mean? Assault, like you hear them say assault weapon a lot. There is no agreed upon definition for assault weapon. But what every weapon is used for assault. Well, every weapon <laughs> can't be. Right. Or any but, object but again, can. Right. It's not a weapon until you use it yeah. that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so assault rifle right. is not the same thing as assault weapon. Words have meanings. Mm-hmm. Assault weapon is a made up term. Right. It's uh, intentionally ambiguous. Assault rifle does have a meaning. And part of what's included in the definition of assault rifle mm-hmm. is that it can is uh, either fully automatic or select fire. Select fire means that there's settings where... It could fire more than one round of ammunition, more than one bullet per trigger pull. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the M4s that you see our soldiers carrying and the M16s before that, those were assault rifles. Those are select fire firearms where they can function in a semi-automatic mm-hmm. fashion or they can function in an automatic fashion where you're going to fire more than one round per trigger pull. Uh, those look very similar to an AR-15, the M4 and the M16 do. They are not the same thing. Right. An AR-15 is not a weapon of war. You'd be hard-pressed to find a soldier that would take them to war mm-hmm. um, because they're not the same thing as the M4 and the M16. They are semi-automatic only. They are not select fire. They look very similar. Now, here's the thing. The AR-15 is not some crazy high-powered rifle. It actually uses a very small ammunition round. Um, it uses a round that's that's called either a, a two two three or also a five five six, which is the same size. This is a twenty two caliber bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very 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 small. Uh, it's got a lot of gunpowder behind it, but it's very small. It's not. It is not as powerful. People, you know, so like people are like, oh, we don't want to take away your hunting rifles. The vast majority of hunting rifles are significantly more powerful, more powerful rounds than, that, yeah. than the two, two, three, five, five, six round. Um, they they're much bigger rounds. They tend to have much more pressure in the cartridges. They're much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so those tend to be uh, thirty caliber rounds and and up. Um, the AK forty seven fires a very similar size size mm-hmm. round um, to what most hunting rifles do. So you'll hear like 30-06 and 308, something like that. Much, much bigger rounds of ammunition. So the AR-15, not particularly powerful. There's lots of rifles that are very similar to it that just don't look like it does. It just looks scary. Yeah. Right? It's black. And it's got mm-hmm. the handle. And maybe the stock goes in and out. And it looks like... These weapons Rambo's that our gun. soldiers yeah. carry to war. But there's plenty of firearms that are semi-automatic mm-hmm. that fire the same round or bigger rounds that don't look like that. And people yeah. don't talk about regulating those. Well, that And I think what is a statistic that most uh, mass shootings are with handguns. Yeah. Most gun deaths, period. 
yeah. are are with handguns. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, the most deadly school shooting uh, was actually Virginia Tech. That was handguns. Yeah, uh, older students, older individuals, obviously, but that was that was with handguns. Uh, most handguns are semi-automatic. So mm-hmm. understand when you hear somebody talking about we just want to ban semi-automatics, mm-hmm. they're talking about any firearm that isn't either like a revolver or like a single shot loader. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes the vast majority of handguns. Yeah. Um, so if you've watched TV, you've seen things, uh, you know, like 1911s and Glocks. Um, you know, you see a lot of uh, Sig Sauer. All the all those guns with the, the with the thing on top that slides back and forth. Mm-hmm. Those are all semi-automatics. Somebody who's talking about banning semi-automatic firearms wants to ban ban the vast majority of firearms in existence. They're not only talking about that long gun right. that scares you. Um, so so there's there's some issues there with with the language around banning. Then there is, yes, okay, that you always hear, well, we, we want common sense gun laws. But you don't mean common sense. Like you you want what you think is common sense, and really it's it's not common and not everybody agrees. One of the most common things they call for is universal background checks. Mm-hmm. Well, again, this particular shooting in Texas, this kid was 18 years old. Yeah. So it was legal for him to buy a long gun. It was if any type of rifle. Yeah. It was legal for him to do that. And he passed a background check because he was 18. Yeah. And he had no background. He had no felonies. So that would yeah. have done nothing. to uh, Universal background checks would have done nothing to stop this shooting. And there's... If you look into mass shootings, that tends to be the case with most of them one way or the other. Um, They procure firearms from, it's something their family owned. Mm -hmm. So there was no background check to pass and they were purchased legally or they're purchased illegally or they use a straw buyer. A straw buyer is, I know I'm not going to pass a background check, but I know you will. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you money and you're going to go buy it for me. Mm -hmm. That's, That's referred to as a straw buyer. Right. And so the background check gets passed and the gun gets sold. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we go back to that law I was talking about earlier. Yeah, if you you're breaking crime, the law right. because you're buying that you're, you're giving that to me knowing I'm not qualified. But that's already a law to buy. That's already a law. Right. So always with these mass shootings, several laws are being broken. Yeah. Murder, manslaughter. Carrying a firearm on a school campus. You can't mm-hmm. even carry within, I think it's a thousand yards of a school campus wow. unless you have a concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. You're breaking the law. So there's all these Does laws. Does that include Castle Doctrine? Um, like if you live within the thousand yards, there's caveats to it okay. and stuff like that. But so, like, what law is it that you think you're going to pass where this insane person, this evil person is going to go, well, well, I was going to break the rest of them. I don't. I don't want to break that one. Yeah. Okay. So now, again, pass a law tomorrow. Take it all the way to the Supreme Court and they uphold it. Mm-hmm. That you can't buy a firearm again. Yeah. A private citizen can't buy a firearm ever again mm-hmm. in the United States of America. There's 500 million guns in private possession. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get them? Some people... Because these are owned, by and large, by law-abiding citizens, Mm -hmm. some people are going to be scared enough uh, if you say, okay, you're going to have to turn them in. It's illegal. We'll compensate you. We won't compensate you what you paid for it. Yeah. And we're going to compensate you with your own money. Actually, we're going to compensate you with money that we're going to print because we're 
deeply in debt. So not only are we going to buy it from you with your own money, but we're going to devalue the money that you have because we're going to print more and we're going to increase inflation. We'll buy it from you. Some people will turn them in because yeah. they don't want to be on the wrong side of that law because the the pros don't outweigh the cons. The risks don't outweigh the the rewards. Hey, I think this is wrong. Hey, I think I have a right to own this, but I've got a wife to take care of. I've got kids to take care of, or I'm just scared of prison. I mm -hmm. wouldn't do well. I'm afraid they're going to find out that I own those firearms, that I'm going to get caught, and I don't want to deal with the consequences of getting caught. Mm -hmm. Or, well, I think it's wrong, and I don't want to comply, but I like I don't. I don't want to shoot any, if they come to get them, like, I don't want to, I mm -hmm. want to fight some other American. I want to fight some poor cop who's trying to do his job. So some percentage of people will turn them over. The non-law abiding absolutely will not. Yeah. They, they already own them illegally. So mm -hmm. what, now they own them more illegally? Mm-hmm. And so, but, and then you get into this, this higher contemplation of, uh, and and there's a, a great uh, Jefferson quote about this, right, of not being under the obligation to comply with unjust laws. Now, whether you agree with that or you don't, right, if a, if a law is immoral, should you follow it? Mm -hmm. I would say no. Yeah. Um, I, I say that when the law violates basic morality— mm -hmm. It, it it loses its force. That's that's ridiculous, right? That's that's how you keep from becoming monsters, right? That you keep your laws and your society moral. And that's also speaking to people who are self governed, right? Yeah. Um. And so, there there, whether you agree with that or not, um, that there is a, a duty as an American citizen not to comply with unjust laws, um, whether you do or not. There's going to be a lot of people that don't, and I'm telling you, if if you're going to say, okay, well, well, we'll ban sales, and then we'll do mandatory buybacks, but after that, if you haven't turned them over, we're coming to get them. Yeah. Think about what that means. Think about what that looks we're like. We're, we're making law-abiding criminals. We're making the law-abiding. We're criminalizing. These people who broke no laws have harmed no people. Most people who own a firearm never use it in self-defense. They never hurt anybody with it. They don't want to. I don't know. I don't think I don't. I don't know anybody that I. I don't have any friends that own a firearm that says I just can't wait to kill somebody. They're all going. I don't want to hurt anybody. But if no. you break down my door to hurt my wife and my sons, you're going to get hurt. You're going to be taken out. Or, like. The actual original intent, you know, yeah, I, I heard a, a quote from our, our president just the other day, which is not a new one. It's not unique to him. You know, it was a long, I'm paraphrasing only slightly, like, you don't need an AR-15 to kill a deer, or how many rounds do you need to, to take down a deer? You hear that one a lot. It's not about deer. Mm -hmm. the, the second, you think about when the Second Amendment was, was written, um, you go a little farther back in our history to to the shot heard around the world when when British troops marched on Lexington and Concord when Paul Revere made his midnight ride and there were actually a lot of people involved in that and Paul Revere actually got caught for a little while and you can actually visit the spot where he got caught. Um, they were going to seize munitions from the citizens. Mm -hmm. the The shot heard around the world 
was fired over the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. To defend ourselves, to defend our freedom, mm-hmm. to defend our liberty. The like the 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 very beginning birth pains of our country are centered in the right to keep and bear arms, the right to defend yourself from an intruder, from an attacker. Yes, but also from a tyrannical yes. government, mm-hmm. which is no less a threat. The the vast majority of murders, of killing that has occurred in the history of the world has been at the hands of some organized government. Yeah. Right? It's not like government is some innocuous thing. And oh, by the way, when you say, well, let's get rid of all the guns, mm-hmm. you don't mean let's get rid of all the guns. Because you don't want to disarm law enforcement, and you don't want to disarm the military. What you're saying is, the only people I trust with guns are the government. Are the government. Yeah. Because they'd never hurt me. Well, history tells us otherwise. Mm -hmm. Uh, And almost without fail, governments go bad. Yeah. Almost without fail. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so the let's let's ban gun sales. Let's ban the long guns. Um, when you get into the statistics, uh, the most recent stats that are available are from 2020. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I can tell you this: that in 2020, more people were killed with with fists, with bare with bare hands, than with rifles. Mm-hmm. Um. More people were killed with all kinds of things sure. than were killed with rifles. Mm-hmm. That stat's been true for a long, long time. I suspect when we get the stats from 2021 and even now 2022, that will still be true. So um, you, you can rally a, a lot of people around, let's ban these, these AR-15s, these long guns. Minimal impact. Yeah. If you if you could wave a wand and make them all disappear, and you cannot, it would still have minimal impact. And the number of there's all kinds of things that you could ban and do that would save more lives mm-hmm. um, than banning AR-15s. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and by the way, they're just about the most popular firearm in America. There's a lot of them out there. AR-15s. Yes. More than like the Glock or the handgun, uh, I don't know that they they outnumber Glock. It's very very popular. The the mm. the, the numbers in possession and that are sold over here staggering. You you just you wouldn't believe it. Um. So, but banning banning AR-15s, even if you wanted to ban all long guns, period. Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't going to make an exception for hunting rifles, bolt action rifles, single mm-hmm. muzzle loaders, ban them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to say it's just, it just continually it, seems like a red herring. It's like, we're just chasing this well, thing. And it's not a zero sum game. So yeah. you want to look at that and say, okay, if we got rid of all those, those 400 some odd people that were killed in 2020 with long guns would still be alive. Well, no, you don't know that it's not mm-hmm. a zero sum game. You can't assume that if they weren't killed with the long gun, that they wouldn't be killed with a pistol. Mm-hmm. Or a knife, or a bat, or a car, or run over. Right, right. So you don't know that the assailant wouldn't have found some other way. So then you get into the total numbers of, of gun deaths, and this one I've seen floated by a lot of people uh, in recent days. Of and again, this is I think a stat from 2020, is that gun deaths are now 
the leading cause of death in children in America. What do I mean when I say children, Jason? Under 18. Okay, well, that stat goes all the way up to 19. Okay. So it includes a couple of Mm. years where we're talking about legal adults. Right. So that leading cause of death absolutely includes suicides. Yeah. So, again, to say, oh, if they, they hadn't had a gun, they'd still be alive. Maybe there's several other ways right. to die by suicide. There's lots of ways yeah. to do that. Just seems like, I mean, I guess it is a gun death, but it isn't, I mean, I don't know. It also includes justified homicides. So it yeah. also includes uh, police homicides, mm-hmm. and it includes... Self-defense homicides. Mm -hmm. It also includes, like, gang violence. Yeah. Because we're talking about 18 and 19-year-olds. Not that you have to wait until you're 18 to join a gang. I don't think that they have age requirements. Mm -hmm. So even that number is a little disingenuous. And so those things apply then also to they include the them. gun death number at mm-hmm. large, which tends to be around thirty or 35,000 mm-hmm. a year. But again, that in- includes gang violence. That includes justifiable homicides, whether that's self-defense or, or law enforcement. That does include suicides. Mm-hmm. So there's all these numbers that when you think it through, you go, oh, well, that's like that 30, 35,000 isn't what I thought it was. And they know mm-hmm. that when they present that number. Right. They know that that a lot of people aren't going to think through, oh, just because I removed the gun from the situation doesn't mean that those people would still be alive. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, wait, the, the ones of those that are unjustified homicides, you're not getting those people's guns anyways. Yeah. The people that are using those firearms to kill people in in unjust to murder. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in turning in their guns. Right. And they're not worried that they're going to break yet another gun law. They're operating on a, they're, they're doing different math. They're operating on a different set of values. Mm-hmm. So again, increase background checks. Great. Take away all the long guns. None of those things is going to achieve what you think it's going to achieve. But like taking your shoes off at the airport, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to not, the, to to pause and take a breath for a minute and sure be sad, sure be sad. Yes, we should be. Sure be angry. Mm-hmm. We should be. Thank God for forget and and we'll, we will look this up. Um, like no, I don't think anybody should know the name of the kid that shot up that school or any of these schools mm-hmm. or the grocery store shooter or any of that. Um. But everybody should know the name of the, the Border Patrol officer oh, yeah, that dude. ended this guy. Did you hear he was getting, was he at a barbershop? Well, and he got a shotgun. So, this is where the school is, is about 80 miles from the border. Uh-huh. That's part of why Border Patrol was responding. So, there's multiple things going out there. The guy that took out the shooter wasn't that guy, that was another Border Patrol agent. As mm-hmm. I understand it, it's again, it's fog of war, you never so it's know tough getting all this. Yet. But as I understand it, that was another guy who was at a barbershop getting his haircut. His wife's a teacher at the school. Yeah. And I believe his daughter goes to this school. Yes, that's what I and read. And the wife was like texting him mm. 
uh, like, please help. He's like, come Yo, get you us. got a gun. He grabs so, a shotgun. Yeah. For, he bums a shotgun from the barber. Is he the one the that shot the guy? No. So the one that okay. shot the guy is from, as I understand it, basically like a, uh, uh, like a, a SWAT team, like a tactical right. team from the border patrol. And they went and they, they made entry and he ended the dude. But have you seen the, the pictures of his hat going around Mm-mm. where there's, there's a hole in oh, his hat from right. where a bullet he got shot grazed in his head. head. And like they, they basically said, Jesus, like those guys made us. entry, you know, basically under thinking it was a suicide mission mm-hmm. to go in. Cause you just, you're, you're, it's, they call it a fatal funnel in uh, the military and in the firearms world where you, you got no way to get into that room other than the door. Yeah. So you don't need to be, have a skilled person on the other side. I, I deviated. I want to share that thought earlier. I called the kid a shooter. The people in the firearms world that are responsible gun owners and target, shoot, and hunt, and carry for defense and protect their home, those are shooters. This kid's a murderer, not a shooter. He's yeah. a murderer. Um, but those guys knew going through that door, all he has to do is point his firearm at the door and pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, but they valued those kids' lives more than mm-hmm. their own. Um, and so every we should all know his name. His name. I agree. Um, say the kids' names, not the shooter's name. Yeah. And then, you know, just like heaping sorrow on one of the teachers that died. Four kids, married to her high school sweetheart. I heard her husband. The husband died of a heart attack. Yeah. Today, as we record. Like those poor kids. Those poor kids. Right? Like not all of the victims got shot or died in this thing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I saw Anderson Cooper interviewing a guy and he was one of the medical first responders and one of the girls comes out covered in blood. He's like, where are you hurt? Where are you hurt? She goes, it's not my blood. And she goes, they shot my best friend. And he goes, what's your best friend's name? And he said, she says his, her name and it was his daughter. So that's how he found out that his little girl was killed. And it's. Well, and then that's, that's the other thing, right? Evil, As we learn man. more about this, this story, right? It's funny. I have these thoughts come to mind and there's just so much. To, to address and unpack with this thing. And it's a, we, it's a hard conversation. We need it to is. have it. I don't, it's not like I think we're going to solve this thing on the Solid 7 podcast. I don't. But, like, this is the platform that I've that I've got, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, but, I mean, but even, like, even describing all these gun laws, all these suggestions, it's like we all have to come to this conclusion that this guy was ended with a gun. This guy was stopped because somebody stood up to him and so, like, I, like, okay, we can talk about background checks. We can talk about these things. We got to get accurate about what terms mean. We got to get past hashtags and just, like, trying to dunk on people that disagree with us and actually get real clear on debt. Well, we can't do any of it. I mean, unless we run for office, which, God help us. But, but I've got to speak up. We've got to start to make it uncomfortable for our elected representatives mm-hmm. to do nothing. Yeah. It's got to start to hurt. It's got to be, and again, the other thing is like you can't you can't be a one issue voter. Right. You can't like society and humans are just way more complex than mm-hmm. that. So, you know, it gets tough too. It's like if you have um you know a governor, a, a state senator or or a state representative right at the federal level that man they're they're right as far as you're concerned like they're great on mm-hmm. most things um and they just botch this thing. Yeah. Do you ditch them for that? I I don't know that there's a better. It might be that the other options are worse, not better. I think. I mean, so more and more, just leave it up to the states. Like, let's get the state representatives. Let's get 
our governors are like to take care of this issue yeah. and like go crazy hard on on hardening every single soft soft target. Yeah. Cause that's what it is. I mean, these guys are like are, I just are... cannot, I really can't wrap my head around why anybody would disagree with that. Like, okay, talk about guns. We can define them all the crazy ways and talk about different how many rounds of ammunition you need and do you need that many and are you, how, how many times you're going to kill the deer? Like all these dumb, stupid phrases, but I'm just like, okay, but can we just all agree on that? These kids are valuable. We all can agree on that. And we can all agree on let's make it so dangerous for a shooter to come into that campus. Yeah. As soon, it was, it was interesting about this and you've had, have you had, you've had it on this podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, um, he's always just telling me, he's like, yeah, these men are cowards. They're looking for an easy target. They're not looking for somebody or someplace that is heavily protected. The moment they show up to hurt somebody, if they see a threat, they're going to think twice. Yeah. And you know, I, I get the, I don't, I don't want to have to have my kid, you know, walk past armed guards every day. Uh, I get it. Like there, there's all kinds of things that are a reality of life that are that are less than ideal. Utopia, but you're already utopian doesn't exist. Arm so it's like, do you, do you want them to have to do these active shooter drills all the time? Do you want them to have to deal with? Okay, maybe maybe they are in a school and survive the shooting. It's not like that doesn't come with its own trauma. Do you want to deal with that, mm-hmm. or do you want to go? Hey, there's nothing to be scared of. That's a good guy who's here to protect you. Yeah. Can't, Go well, enjoy I mean, school. That's a whole other discussion about us just demonizing our police officers, demonizing people who have, you know, devoted their life to protecting their communities. Well, so then that's that's the other thing, right, to, to get into with this. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if there, there's anything else on the let's do gun laws or, or whatever. So, you know, listeners, you, you agree with me, disagree with me, have questions. Have you uh, ever had a guest come on here and, like, really debate, like— like radically disagree besides like, I know, uh, I don't think so. I know Adam sometimes disagrees on yeah, certain things. You know, he was probably farther left than yeah. uh, Josh. Which is cool. And, I, I think, yeah. I think your audience and audiences need to hear people, you know, I don't know. I think that's so valuable. So anyways, that's why yeah. I love this platform. and love what you're doing. As far as that goes, I think you can have more discussions and we can see what we can come together um, on. But I mean, Hey, Reach out on Instagram. Shoot me, shoot me an, an email. Um, join Patreon. Message me there. Um, you know, you disagree have questions. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm I'm happy to to have that conversation and address that, or or come back to this on a on another episode. Um, but then the the ongoing, um, I don't know how to put it other than weirdness. Like the way this thing went down and the police response. <laughs> yeah gets more and more perplexing, right? Yep. So as I understand events with what we know, think we know right now, um, obviously the kid was disturbed. The kid had issues. There there were signs. Killed his there grandma. Were whatever. Um, kills his grandma first. Yep. Obviously not a great home life, living with the grandparents, weirdness going on with the, with the parents, whatever. So actually, I don't know if he killed her. I know he shot her. But I've seen reports oh, of right. like she ran across. The I think you're right. I think she's. I don't know if she actually so, died, but she was shot. Takes takes his uh, grandparents' truck. Right. Goes like crashes it into a ditch mm-hmm. near the school. And then the the stuff that's coming out now. This is not the initial reports, but this is what's coming out now is that he like fired at some people across the street while yes. he was outside, and it at was a funeral like home. like a twelve full twelve minutes. 
mm-hmm. before he actually made entry to the school. Yeah. The initial reports were that he actually exchanged fire with the school resource officer yeah. when he first arrived. And I didn't see reports of like that exchange caused him to like drop a bag that had ammunition in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, but now what I'm seeing is maybe there wasn't a school resource that's officer what I, at all. That's what I've read and as that of didn't recently. Happen. Yeah. And I don't understand how this, the exterior doors of this school weren't secured at any point within that 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were, but it doesn't sound like it sounds like he, or maybe somebody missed a door. Right, that that happens too. Right, you get into fight or flight, you get tunnel vision. Maybe somebody missed securing a door, um, which what an awful thing to live with. Jeez. But then, so then he's in the school, in this classroom, killing these kids, killing these teachers, for like I don't forty, forty five, fifty minutes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's cops outside. And they're not making entry. They're not going in. Mm-hmm. And there's parents outside begging them to. Yeah. Begging them to go inside. Begging to go inside themselves. Yeah. There's footage of parents being handcuffed to keep them from going inside. There's video of parents, I guess, being being tased yeah. to keep them from going inside. There- there's a, a horrible story from this now of like there were some kids that were hiding. They had hidden under a table that had like a oh, skirt. I heard about this. And officers who were inside asked, said, you know, call out if you need help. And one of them did. Right. And he, and uh, this monster shot them. The, the kid who called out, they, they like couldn't breach the door to the classroom and had to like find an employee to unlock it. Yeah. I don't know what they were waiting for. Once upon a time, mm-hmm. before Columbine, the standard operating procedure was you you formed a perimeter and you know maybe you brought in hostage negotiators or you waited for SWAT. But we we learned then like no the the quicker these monsters face a good guy with the gun, the quicker these things end. Mm-hmm. So you get there and you and you go. We saw this. This was an issue with the SRO in the Parkland shooting in mm-hmm. Florida that wouldn't go in and got raked over the coals. For yeah, and I, I've I've got a, a a buddy who's who's former law enforcement, um, recent. I mean, you know, current within the last few years. And left of his own choice. He didn't have to leave. He wasn't. A, he was a great cop. Anything like that. And he's looking at this, and he's he's furious, right? Like this is expert assessment, um, and, and can't and can't make sense of it. And I, dude, good luck stopping me from getting in there. Yeah. Good luck stopping me from there getting in be, there. Wouldn't be I. I would be shot. I would be tased. I would. Yeah. I don't. I could not stop and, fighting to like, get in there for my kids. I get it. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, we had mothers going, like, I, I don't need a vest. I don't need a gun. Just let me go. Just let me run in here. Real deal hero stuff, for sure. I get it. I get not wanting to go in. But that's the gig. Yeah. That is the gig. Mm-hmm. That, 
That's why we give you the guns. That's why we give you the vest. That's why we give you the car. That's why yeah. we that's why we pay for the training. That's why our tax dollars pay for those things. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Yeah. And I understand, like, oh, I, I've got a I've got a wife at home. I've got kids at home. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I I honor the sacrifice of, of our law enforcement families. I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I you know, I'm you know, spouses of cops. You know, you send your your spouse off to work every day. Yep. Knowing it could be something like that. It could be that traffic stop that's not routine. It could be all kinds mm-hmm. of things. I'm not downplaying that at all. Right. Um, but so I, I get you have kids at home. Yeah. That you're you're worried about. But there's kids in there. Mm-hmm. I need you to act like your kids are in there. Mm-hmm. I need you to act like the spouse that's at home that you're worried about. Is in there. Yeah. Because somebody's spouse is in there. Somebody's mm-hmm. kid is in there. Yeah. That is the gig. Yeah. And so, and, and here's the danger with these things, right? Um, I, I think about Jason and I used to live together. There's mm-hmm. a lot of funny stories to come to that Tons. from that. Maybe we'll tell sometime. So, Jason mm-hmm. got to experience me during that period of time binge watching West Wing on DVD. Mm hmm. Uh, I still like to binge watch West Wing, mm-hmm. but there's this episode at the end of season one. A uh, couple of guys pop off some rounds at the president. That's how they it's a season one cliffhanger. Spoiler alert: show's like twenty years old. Um, but so they're kind of digging into the aftermath of that in the second season, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things reporters are asking about is they're like, "Oh, previous presidents always used to exit buildings." enter and exit buildings underneath a canopy, like a tent would be set up so they aren't in the open air. Uh, and the Secret Service doesn't do that. For, is that from Reagan, maybe? No, I, I don't. This it's a TV true. show. I don't know if this is even true. Yeah. This might have just been storyline. Mm-hmm. They're like, but President, you know, the Secret Service doesn't do that for President Bartlett. Why not? And the and you hear, this is legit. Like, they always, you know, the response to that is always, we don't comment on protective practices, right? Like, we mm-hmm. don't comment on how the Secret Service does their job. The storyline behind this is that one of the staffers wrote a memo when they came into office, you know, basically arguing against those tents and whatever and it being more open. And so they pivoted and made a change. Hmm. And he wants to come out. He wants that memo to be released. He wants the public to know this was my fault, not the Secret Services. It's this honorable thing, right? So he's going to the head of the Secret Service saying this isn't fair. You know, the one Secret Service agent. Um, he, you know, has been shot in the hand and he, like, he doesn't want these guys taking heat for his decision. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to convince this guy. Uh, I don't know why I remember that character's name, Ron Butterfield, the secret service agent, Nerd. uh, you know, and finally, like, he has to kind of like shake him out of this, like not physically. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, this, this was the act of a madman. This is not your fault. This is the act of a madman, Mm -hmm. right? You, you, I will never let you not let me protect the president. Yeah. You say you don't like something. You want something done a different way. We figure it out. Right. But this was not your fault. It's the act of a madman. Right. So yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Cops not entering the building. That's not why this happened. This was the act of a madman. Yes. I'm not trying to to blame those cops for the fact that this happened. But once it was happening, there's an obligation mm-hmm. to end it as quickly as possible. Yep. I don't Neutralize know if they, a threat, yeah. 
I don't know if they got it wrong. I don't know what the orders were. I don't know what they thought the situation was. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it does not look right. And they, they owe the people of their city some answers. Yeah. For sure. And so then the group that did make entry was, was a border patrol tactical team. That's what, that's what that guy was a, a part of that ended it. And almost took a round to the head for his troubles. Wow. Like you can see, you can see the through the, the hole through his ball cap. Insane. And you you can see pictures of him with uh, with blood on his head from that, God, that bullet crazy man. Him. What a hero! Yeah, Ab- absolute hero. We need to figure out his name. Make that yeah. the episode yeah, title. Can, um, but so it's <laughs> you know it's funny. Like I'm not looking for like a short run podcast, but it's also like it's hard to to pivot. <laughs> no, uh, off of that thing, but it's just. Man, it's so I, I'm with like I've seen all, all kinds of people on on the left, you know, pounding their their fists on desks and whatever, and we're sick of having this conversation. Me too, man. Mm-hmm. Freaking me too. So let's do something. Yeah. Oh well, you don't want to give up your guns. You're right. I don't because no one, no one, is at any risk from my firearms unless they intend to do harm mm-hmm. to me my family or my country. What's that statistic? And it's pretty profound, like 150 million uses of a firearm to protect themselves like a year, like annually. It's like, yeah, that's the, that's the stat that's impossible to know, but the work that's been done on it, because right. Like if I'm walking through a, that's right. That's, but the one that they do have is what it has been somewhat reported of that doesn't have to do a defensive use of a firearm. That doesn't mean that they brandish the weapon and they run. But I mean, so the the argument is always like, if it saves one life, if it saves one life, well, how about a couple million every single year of being protected? Well, and here's, here's what's disingenuous to that with me. Um, I don't know the stat offhand, but I know a lot of kids drown in swimming pools every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always super aware of that in Florida because a lot of people have swimming pools yeah. down here. A lot of kids mm-hmm. die in swimming pools every year. Where's the outcry to backfill our swimming pools? Oh, well, we can fence them. Well, the fences fail sometimes, don't they? Mm-hmm. But can we just back? Why don't we just backfill them? What? Be, because some people like to swim? So... So your your love of swimming is worth more to you than children's mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Let's backfill all the swimming pools. Because mm-hmm. if it saves one life, yeah, the save one let's, life. Let's take away so everybody's ability to, to go swimming. Yeah, if it will save one life, mm-hmm. that's the argument. That's logic. Yeah. What you don't have a right to swim. Mm-hmm. Show me where your right to swim is. Yeah, is it in the Constitution? <laughs> but abortion is. Um, what will you do? You train the kid. You teach them how to do it. You teach them how to be careful. You teach them how to be safe. We've talked about it with COVID. Just life has risk. Of course. And you do what you can to reasonably mitigate that. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to argue that, like, like, what is the stat? Like one in a thousand chance of dying in a car every time you get in it. Like one, one in a thousand chance of dying in a car accident. But we drive every single day. There's risk in life. You can't avoid it. There's evil in this world. All you can do is reinforce and strengthen the good. And the argument uh, is, I'll, I'll recognize the counterpoint. Oh, well, well, cars aren't designed to kill people. They, right? have they aren't designed to kill people. Yeah. 
Um, they're designed to get you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Firearms are only designed to kill people. Um, maybe, maybe, um, a not necessarily people in mm-hmm. mind. Well, look, um, look what the hijackers use for nine eleven. Right, but you know, the razor blades and pins. The that well, a I could argue that so one, it's just disingenuous to say that every time a person is killed, mm-hmm. that a wrong has happened. It's a tragedy. It's sad, but not every. Like sometimes a person is killed because mm-hmm. they are trying to kill or cause great bodily harm to yeah. someone else, mm-hmm. right? So that they were killed. Like not, not every killing is a murder, True. right? Like we get. I yeah. think most people get that and understand that. So, um, yes, maybe firearms are are only designed to kill, but that doesn't mean they're only designed to murder. That's true. Um, and the vast majority of firearms will never, ever take a human life. Mm-hmm. I bet, I bet, I wonder if I could find this stat, I bet a smaller percentage mm-hmm. of firearms in existence in private ownership in America, I bet a smaller percentage of those cause someone's death than the percentage of motor vehicles that cause someone's death. I'd be interested to see that. I wonder which which percentage is higher. Um. So, I I don't even I it's I don't even know I don't know where to go it's with it so, from there. It's I, so sad, man. I, I don't know what else. I, I I just you're you're right. You're right. I I don't want or intend to give up my my right to self defense mm-hmm. that is codified in the Second Amendment. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't get together on things that will work yeah. and will make a difference. I think, I think it's if one of these governors, one of these mayors start to solve this. Hopefully we can then start having some, some information, you know, like, like if, if, if this city, if DeSantis, you know, makes it a law that we are going to start funding law enforcement at every single school in Florida or in select cities. I mean, the numbers will, I mean, like there's no parent that would say, I don't know, walking past a guard argument is really dumb to me. Like there's no parent I could think of that says, if if we heard this, which we all did, we saw the shooting, we heard about it. We were devastated. We were disgusted by it. And if the next day or the next week when that schools open up or whatever, we, we see an officer standing outside that school, waving at the kids as they come in, sitting in his patrol car. There's not one parent that's going to go, oh, I, feel, I, I don't feel so good about this. Like, everyone's going to go, thank God there's somebody there to yeah. watch over my kids. Yeah. But I, do, like, I don't think that's an end-all, be-all either. There, there was a, a school resource officer uh, at uh, Parkland? Parkland. Or mm-hmm. is Parkland and... Uh, it's ridiculous that we. It's tough to That's keep them the straight, part. right? When somebody um, says the shooting, you so go, Parkland, "Which one?" The city and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas was the school. Are those the same one? I don't remember. I don't know, but like the one that happened in Florida. Yeah, um, that's Parkland. There, there, there was a school resource officer there, mm-hmm. right? I. It's not clear if there was a school resource officer mm-hmm. at at this one at this point. There's conflicting that's reports, true. so that's not an end all be all either, right? It's Let's let's do fences and gates. 
mm-hmm. right? Let's let's do a, a resource officer or armed security. Like it doesn't yeah, have but to be a But then the other sworn... statistic though is that almost all these mass shootings happening in gun-free zones yeah. and the soft targets. Yeah. And let's let's make let's let's say, hey, if if any of the teachers, if any of the faculty, if any of the staff would would like to carry a firearm, there's going to be some rules. Um, you know, we're we're gonna say that this is the type you can carry. This is the method in which you can carry. It's not gonna be openly carried. It's gonna have to remain concealed. You are going to have to participate in and successfully complete X training. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to recertify in that on X schedule. But if you'd like to, that option is there. If you don't want to, yeah, we uh, understand. Understand. Not gonna make you. You think that's faster achievable than an officer at every school? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I could see parents being more nervous yeah. about that just from a like, reaction, but but then you look at the officer. Why is he qualified or why is she qualified as an officer? Because yeah. they were trained, because they were approved, because they've been uh, certified, whatever. Like, that's why they're qualified. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So do the fences, do the gates, do single point of entry, do like there's no during during a class. Like, why does the door to the room need to be un- unlocked? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, when, when it's time to pass between classes, the teacher opens the door, you pass between classes. Mm-hmm. So keep a door locked if there's not any purpose for it to be yeah. unlocked. Well, that's not convenient. Well, Lottie, flip and da. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, the kid will have to knock when they come back from the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Who disagrees with these things? Yeah. What reasonable disagreement is there for these mm-hmm. ideas? And why do we need to, to hate somebody who has an opinion like that? Let's, let's do the film on, on the windows mm-hmm. that at least makes it tough to, to get through. Now, this incident took a long time to end. Most active shooter situations Minutes. are over very, very quickly. Yeah. So anything you can do to slow down the perpetrator even mm-hmm. moderately is a big deal that yeah. saves lives so locked locked doors lights being turned off being out of sight you know glass that's if not impossible hard to get through with that film all those things make a massive difference yeah you're right yeah even an unarmed just visible security i mean it's still something that makes them feel like, I don't know if I want to go in there. Yeah. And, the, and the crazy, and I think I could see people maybe even making all these arguments because this happened in Texas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the most pro-gun state in the well, union. That's but, that's another perplexing thing. Like the yeah. cops staying outside is crazy enough. But the, if this dude was popping off rounds outside of school. The good old boys. Come for 12 on. minutes. Yeah. Nobody shot back. But where was that church where the guy heard that there was a shooting and he grabbed his gun? Yeah. Went there and took him out. Uh, that might have been that might have been Texas. There was a, also that that guy that went in to shoot up a church, and a guy in the church, or either a security guy in the church, yeah, just dropped him over. Jeez, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So it's there, there's a lot of things that to debate about on the solutions. And okay, let's have the debates. Sure. That's. We the debates are like debate is healthy. We should disagree. Yeah. We should find consensus. Uh, right, but let's do the thing. Like, let's do the things we can agree on. 
right now. Mm-hmm. Let's reallocate funds. Let's let's say, you know, we were going to spend money on that thing over there, and we know everybody likes that thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's okay with everybody, we're going to spend that to make our schools safer right now. Yeah. C- come at me. Yeah. Argue against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if, if they could put it as in a bill yeah. or whatever and make that the only yeah. thing that they attach to it. It's these insane politicians who start adding all this other crap in there that's like, no, just make it yeah. simple. Yeah. We want to allocate funds to every school in America for security. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be against that. Uh, and it, it doesn't, I mean, I've got my own issues with how, how much uh, money for education is, is funneled through D.C., um, well, I mean, obviously, more money improves the schools. It can be whatever, but like, DC has the best. Like, who's going to argue against? Hey, you know, we were going to pave that new bike path this year. Yeah, and I, we know that would be nice, but instead, we're going to make our schools safer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who who's going to be the guy standing up at the city council meeting, going, "I'd really like to ride my bike on that path, sir." Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Also, get a real hobby. True. I'm just kidding. I used to ride bikes a lot. Yeah, you're a nerd. So I, I don't know what all the solutions are, and there is no perfect solution. Nope. Right? Like you talk about doing Not single— with security. You talk about locking down and doing like single point of entry, and they're like, well, what about the kids who are outside? What about the kids out on the field or out on the playground? Yeah, locking down and single entry doesn't solve that problem, but it solves part mm-hmm. of the problem. Yeah. Like if we also just sit around and we're not going to do anything— until we we land on this magical one hundred percent perfect solution, never gonna we're happen. Not gonna get anything done. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I could mitigate thirty percent of the risk. Okay, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Now you want to take a little bit of time. Like I said, you don't because you don't want to just do something, right? Yeah. You don't want to waste time and resource on something that's not going to be effective. Yeah. Or significantly effective. So it's like I don't want to spend billions of dollars on something that will maybe mitigate 10% of the risk Mm -hmm. when if I could just slow down and think it through and process Mm -hmm. and have some discussions, have some debates. Oh, well, it turns out I could spend that same $10 billion on this thing that's going to mitigate 50% of the risk or Mm -hmm. 60% of the risk or whatever that is. Yeah. Like you, the, the resources are finite. We're, we're broke. Yeah. Right. Like as a country, like you, everybody gets, we're, we're broke. Mm-hmm. And we continue to spend more money than we have every year. We're we're broke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when you when you have debt, when you have credit card debt, when you have car loans, when you have mortgage payments, and those numbers exceed the number in your bank account, you're broke. That Unless money in your bank government. account belongs to someone else. Yeah, uh, we're broke. We're thirty trillion dollars in debt and growing. Um, so not only are the resources finite, they kind of almost don't exist right now. Sure. But to the extent that we're going to keep spending money whether we have it or not, you gotta get you gotta get the most value for dollar that you can. Mm-hmm. So no, let's not just do anything. I, I don't just look at something that goes, oh, well, this mitigates 20% of the risk, and that's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's only better than nothing if you couldn't get if you couldn't mitigate more risk with the same amount of money if you mm-hmm. just took some time. To process, but that's also counting on them being good stewards of what they have and using their resources with integrity, which just again is going to be regulated to the states. I hope where some somebody makes a decision and they start leading it, and then people start flooding to that state because they say we have the safest schools. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, what a sales point that would be. Yeah, Come. we have the safest schools in the union. Your kid is going to be the safest they could possibly be. Yeah. 
I can't I can't promise your kid's perfectly safe, mm-hmm. but I can promise that your kid is as safe as our Capitol building. Yeah. Or Tiffany's jewelry. Yeah. Or a, a Brinks bus or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I like that. Governor DeSantis, if you're listening. Please do it. <laughs> make it happen, Captain. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in. Yeah, people aren't coming here for Disney anymore. <laughs> but I do. Like, I don't. Th- and that's my thing. Like, I, I'm not just a just a, a more guns are the solution guy. Like I'm not just a, a put a good guy. Like these are there. It's societal issues. And you and I have seen this it, working with youth for, mm-hmm. I mean, what, two, two decades yeah. since we were youth. Um, right. Like a, like we just keep demonizing young men. It's, it's toxic ma- masculinity mm-hmm. and what used to just be, you know, standard behavior in school now gets medicated away. Uh, never mind the fact that a lot of that behavior is because they, they can't get outside and, and burn enough of the energy off. Mm-hmm. Um, dads aren't in the homes. Like dads aren't in the homes. We've been sold this lie that it doesn't, it doesn't matter that, you know, a mom mm-hmm. can be a dad, a dad can be a mom mm-hmm. that, you know, divorce it's, it's no whatever, fault divorce, all these things, um, you know, so we've got these fatherless young men. We've got these societal disconnects. You you can't you're not even allowed to define a, a boy or a girl at that's this true. point, um, and 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 that's I mean we're just we're just paying the price in more ways than one. Like this is a this is a bad one. This is a visible one, but it's like there there are solutions. Like I saw um, a story a, a few weeks ago about you know the school specific school or school system that was having all these discipline issues yeah. and these dads, these yes. dads from the community just got together and started volunteering. I heard about They this. weren't security. They weren't deans. They weren't school employees. They just went and were present on the school mm-hmm. in the school and acted like dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made a massive difference. Yes. Uh, and like, I can't, I can't make a guy stay in his home. I can't make a guy mm-hmm. parent his children. But I can do my best to be a father to kids that don't have one. Sure, um, you know, and unfortunately, that's been the case for some some close family members mm-hmm. uh, in my life, um, where it's like, <clears throat> oh, okay, yeah. Well, I'll talk some sense, and I'll make sure you know you're valued, and I'll make sure I'll do what I can mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that you know the difference between being a useful yeah. contributor to society and a piece of crap. I'll do what I can. Yep. But it's got to be more of that. And so maybe it's... But we don't even present that as a solution, that fatherhood matters. It, it, well, and we think like, oh, you know, we've got to get these kids some counseling. Yeah, but you don't have to be a licensed mental health mm-hmm. counselor to give a kid a hug yep. and say, you matter, you're loved, you have mm-hmm. value. Look somebody in the eye. Care about who they are. Know their story. Like whenever I preach here... At our camp, at our church, I talk about like like um, single moms. Like the best thing you can do is get involved in a faith community. And if that if that husband left you and and you're sitting there as a single mom, get your son in here. And I tell the men every time I preach on that, I'm like, and every single one of you, you are that kid's father figure. You look them in the eye. You teach them how to do a handshake. You smile at them. You know their name. You ask them stories. Like I mean. What an effect that has on a young man's life, especially somebody that didn't have a father. Well, and to like, you just have to wonder, you know, knowing the common thread of issues, uh, 
with with these guys that do this, right? Like how much of it is they just feel unseen? Mm -hmm. And it's how much of it is they're going to see me now. Yeah. That's why it's not good to post their names and talk about their manifesto. And then the stupid, what's his name? I don't even know the guy's name, but the one that they put on the Rolling Stones magazine. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Like, that's immoralizing. Yeah, that the, uh, the Boston bomber. The, the Boston bomber. Like, like why? Wh- like, so, I get that we want to talk about it, but it's like. And there's there's a concept of this in, like, self-defense teaching um, of, like, just having situational awareness mm-hmm. of you'll, you'll hear people teach self-defense talking about having your head on a swivel. On a swivel, yeah. Don't just be looking down at your phone. Don't be absorbed in things. But mm-hmm. notice who's around. Notice who's around you because a lot of time people with malintent they count on being unseen. They count yeah. on being in the shadows. And sometimes just making that contact, just mm-hmm. giving that feeling of, I see you, yeah, is enough to stop an interaction. Right. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about with defensive uses of firearms. It's mm-hmm. really tough to track that number mm-hmm. because if if you're at a gas pump pumping gas and somebody starts to move towards you clearly mm-hmm. with malintent, sometimes simply moving your shirt and making the presence of exactly. your firearm you known can't, you can't, is enough to stop that interaction. Yeah, you can't Nobody calls that the number. cops. Right. Nobody's reporting that, but no that idea. happens over and over and over again. Um, and so sometimes just looking, just making that bad actor aware that they're seen. Yep. I know you're present mm-hmm. is yep. enough to stop the yeah, interaction. I tell that to the ushers at this church too. I was like, look people in the eye, see them. That works in the positive yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That yep. person who is hurt, that person who isn't plugged in, that person who doesn't have community, that person who doesn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. And now this isn't a knock against single moms. Of course. Um, but but moms, I, I know you're doing your best. You're not a replacement for the father. No more than a father alone could replace you. We bring different things. Mm-hmm. We, we, we bring different aspects to the scenario. Uh, and so it works in the positive too. It works on the bad actor, but it also works on that kid who's hurt and doesn't belong and then bullying, whatever else mm-hmm. I've, I see you mm-hmm. works for them too yeah. in the positive. Yep. And you know, like <laughs> it's funny. I can't remember what went down when there was that one famous lady who was like, if I was your mom, this never would have happened. I would have loved you. Remember that? That was a, like a recent current event. Somebody did something awful and this like, B-list or C-list actress is like posted a video like, if I had been your mom, you never would have done this. But so I, I'm not trying to say that. I don't think a hug would have solved this situation, yeah. right? But I do think there was probably a point in this kid's life mm-hmm. where a hug would have been a turning point, mm-hmm. would have made the difference, right? Followed up with relationship and community. Yep. But so let's find those solutions too. Yeah. Let's let's make way for parents to be more present mm-hmm. on campus and be involved in that way. Let's start mentorship programs. Again, I hit on it earlier. Values, where, yeah, like, of course. Take the kids who are empathetic and compassionate and let's let's give them the tools. Mm-hmm. Let's teach them to go, watch for the kid who's sitting alone yep. at lunch. Watch for that. I'm not saying you got to enter, like, I'm not putting it on you to intervene when a kid's being bullied. I'm not yeah. even asking you to put yourself at risk. But you know who is being bullied. Mm-hmm. Be the one who doesn't bully them. Be the yep. one that reaches out and 
you know, like helps them bring them into your your fan group. You know, I think that's like, really helpful. Like, 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 so people feel so powerless in this situation. They're like, I'm not a governor. I'm not a senator. I'm not the president. What can I do? Start, start caring about the people in your neighborhood. Yeah. Start, stop acting like you don't see your neighbor getting out of their car after work. Like, get to know them. Yeah. Like tonight at, at our service tonight, I have my neighbor. He's going to be here mentoring students. Yeah. Because I stopped and said, hey, if the scripture says, love your neighbor. Yeah. I'm like, literally, I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. And I talked to him. We've been loving on him. And he's here tonight, going to be loving on students. Well, and there is that statement too, right? Of, yeah, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the federal government do better. Yeah, I'd love to see the that, state government the do better. Yeah, I'd love to see the county do better. Um, how about we do better? Mm-hmm. How about be the change you want to see in the world? So yeah, yeah those things would all be nice. But we could all go, like, church isn't your thing? Okay, I'd like, well, I'd like to have that conversation with you at some point, too. Yeah. But, okay, be a, a big brother. Yeah. Start in go, your own family. Go to the Boys and yep. Girls Club and volunteer. Yep. See if you can volunteer at, yeah. the, at the school. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we always talk about room moms. Let's, find, let's get some room dads, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, if church is your thing, right? Yep. You're an adult. Are you volunteering in the kids' ministry? Are right. you volunteering in the youth ministry? Are you watching for for these kids there? Mm-hmm. Um, Are you involved you know, in your school? That, yeah. that can be your—this is not my pitch for all paths lead to God. That's not something I believe. But I get that some people go to a temple and some people go to a mosque. Pour into kids there, yeah. like wherever you can find them, your mm-hmm. kids or otherwise. Yeah. You, you've got kids, mm-hmm. pour into the kids that come into your house with them. Mm-hmm. Father, father them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, but it's, again, that's the thing. It's not, it's, it's an all of the above thing, right? Like mm-hmm. let's do that as individuals, but then yes, let's also put pressure of course, on our politicians. Yes, absolutely. To, to, you know, not do anything, do, but Start. Let's do, do the, the best that, thing that we know that we can agree on, and we know will make a mm-hmm. difference. Let's yeah. figure out the rest. Let's debate it. Let's argue about it. But in the meantime, let's do this stuff that just obviously would make a difference. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we. I think we solved it. I think we figured it all I out. I think we did. All right, we're done. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fathering children, we yours. Are. Yours just entered the building. He did. Yeah. No, I watched oh, your. Yay. I watched your <laughs> wife and your your boys walk walk by. So. Amen. I'll uh I'll let you go be a dad. I have no Amen. idea how long we've gone. I I really don't care. I don't know that I have it in me to talk about anything else. I don't think we do. I tonight, think we solved it. <laughs> but uh, you know, there is I, like there's tons of crazy entertainment stuff going on right now. I intentionally I came into this knowing I was going to lead with that Obi Wan tie in because I just mm-hmm. wanted there to be something light. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, so maybe we'll talk about all the, the crazy Marvel movies and Top Gun and everything else Top going Gun. on next mm-hmm. week. But this was Iceman. just, um, and who knows? I mean, who knows what we'll know about this thing tomorrow by the time this episode drops right. and how long this information will be right. But the problems and the solutions persist. They're not new. They're mm-hmm. not specific to this incident. Um, and it's just, I'm just, I'm just over it. And I, and I, and I'm over, I'm over people who would be quote unquote on my side, mm-hmm. um, you know, blowing off the issue and just saying that the other side just wants to take guns away. Some of them do. And that, that's a problem. I disagree with that. Yeah. I don't think that's a solution. Um, but I, I don't think they don't care about kids and I'm sick yep. of being told that I don't care about kids. 
uh, because I, I don't want to mm-hmm. uh, just give up second, you know, just abolish the second amendment. Let's, let's stop that. Yeah. Let's go. No, we all love, we all love the kids. We all mm-hmm. want to keep them safe. You know, beating on the same drum here, but let's start on the things we can agree on. Let's yep. figure out the rest later. Let's start on the things. Mm-hmm. That, I agree. We, we agree way more on than what we disagree on. Yep. So, well, dude, thanks for doing this. Fun. Let's do it Appreciate again. you, as always. You and, said you were going to rag uh, me about something. I thought the air was kicking on. It's raining outside. It is pouring, probably. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I am willing to pivot to that. Gosh, I'm glad you said that. You're welcome. Um, I like good rag. Your kids are adorable. Of course. They look like their Despite mother. Despite all odds. Yes. Thank thank the Lord. Amen. Um, I love your kids. I think they're great. But. Your oldest. Is a genius. Um, just, I'm choosing my words carefully here. Just finished preschool. That's correct. And to mark that finishing of preschool, mm-hmm. it's preschool, they held a ceremony. They definitely did. They called that ceremony a graduation. That is correct. There were gowns. There were gowns. There were caps. There were caps. There was regalia. I don't know what that is. And you, as you do. Mm-hmm. You you posted pictures about it. I did. Unapologetically. And you expressed how proud you were. I am. Of this major accomplishment. It is. Now, I think you should be proud of your son. Mm-hmm. Proud of my son. They're similar in age. Sure. Uh, Waiting for I'm him. unclear on the major accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I, how many kids from his preschool class didn't graduate did anybody not meet the standard was was there any kid off to the side crying going if only i had worked a little harder i could have walked with my class should have done it yeah hey you know i don't make the (laughs) i don't make the rules i don't make the rules i just show up and and do whatever my pregnant wife tells me to do what are we doing i was at uh now uh, wasn't marcus marcus just graduate uh no, he just finished K four. Now I'm super annoyed with this because he's an October birthday. Yep. So he's in, November. He's, he's in these split classes, right? Because of where he falls. Uh-huh. So he's always been the youngest in his class. Yeah. Um, now you and I, uh, and I've I've always been looking on back for the longest time. We've always mocked people who are like, "My kid's so gifted. They're so smart." <laughs> Right. So I've always, even now, like I have not been a hypocrite in that. Like I'll tell mm-hmm. people, I'll be like, my kid does this thing that's pretty impressive for their age. I'm pretty impressed with my son. They still lick the floor too. So jury's out on genius. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hard hard to say. Like we've always Einstein avoided couldn't that. Tie shoes. Uh, right. But currently, all indications are that my kid's pretty sharp. Yep. Both of my kids seem relatively intelligent. Uh-huh. Again, we much like you, I've got their mother to thank. Of course. Um, I'm not gonna be falsely humble we all know i think i'm pretty intelligent but anyways so um, you think so uh but a bunch of his friends get to start kindergarten next mm-hmm. year right he totally could it would be no problem mm-hmm. but can't because of his birthday yeah and it drives me nuts yeah. but so no he just finished k4 mm-hmm. so in a just world he would be starting he would be graduating He'd be from graduating. preschool yep and uh starting kindergarten next year but mm-hmm. no because of his date of birth yeah. He's got to do another year yeah. of K-4. It'll be with a different teacher. Mm. Um, but, That's weird. Yeah. But 
even if this had been his final year, he would not have graduated. He would not have graduated. Because his school doesn't do one. I mean, even graduating they high school. They do an school. end of the year assembly. <laughs> yeah. They called, so that's what this was. They call this was the an assembly with gowns. Non, yes. He looked like a yes. Supreme so Court. We have a, we have a hey, word listen, for that. I don't make the but, rules. <laughs> but, but was it a major accomplishment, Jay? Was it a major accomplishment? It depends on what you mean by major. <laughs> Was there anyone involved who did not achieve the same thing, regardless of capability? Yeah, I think it's it's something to be celebrated. I think it's I think it's it's worth recognizing milestones. And I think there are some. I I mean, he he is reading really well. He is um he is understanding uh a lot of cool things. Yes. So I'm proud of him. Yes. But was it worth a ceremony with gowns and caps? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. Was it a graduation? <laughs> nah. No. Nah. Yeah. Now, to be fair, to be fair, like, I Look also, at the graduation from high school. It's like, well, are that's you ready? <laughs> I also, uh, at- I attended a high school graduation uh-huh. yesterday for my nephew. Right. And- um, Whoa. The, no way. Yes. Holy cow. So we this, are old, dude. Now, I had several. Now, as somebody who plans events, including graduations, mm-hmm. I had several issues with this event. Um, one, <laughs> the, the valedictorian gave a speech, and that's fine. The valedictorian always gives a speech. Of course. The salutatorian gave a speech. Mm. I'm sorry, sir. Sprinkles are for winners. Did I need to hear from that kid? Absolutely not. Yep. <laughs> valedictorian is sufficient. They were both pretty lackluster speeches. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were part of why they were lackluster. It's just, it's not their fault. Just, you only know what you know, right? When you're graduating high school. That's true. So again, it's a lot of platitudes about, oh, we'll never forget this. And let's go change the world. And no matter what, we were always the graduating class of 2022. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, right? Cute. Um, but again, somebody, and I can't remember if it's the valedictorian or the principal was talking about this major achievement. <laughs> this was a high school graduation. Yeah. There were 500 people mm-hmm. graduating high school at this one ceremony mm-hmm. from this one school. Now, if you wanted to say major milestone. Yeah. Yeah, this is a major milestone in your life. Check. I agree. Yeah, 12 years. But now I understand not all circumstances are the same. And graduating mm-hmm. high school is a tougher task for yeah. some of course. than others. Of course. But for most, mm-hmm. is, it a, is it a major achievement? What would you... or, or is it kind of like the bare minimum expectation <laughs> of society? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Is it more that? Yeah. Congratulations on passing the easiest chapter of your life. I get you can't single everybody out. There are people that overcome major challenges to do that. And that for them, it is a major achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People lose family members. Of course. Um, you know, people overcome mm-hmm. illness. You know, everybody knows. Uh, no, I can't share that. I was going to say, like, I, everybody that listens, I think at this point knows I work at a school, advanced mm-hmm. some of our graduates this year. There was some there was some stuff, right? Sure. So I'm I'm not saying it's not ever a major achievement for anyone. Right. I'm just saying, can we paint with that broader brush? Mm-hmm. Or is it again just 
kind of the the minimum expectation of society at this point. Yeah. I, I don't have your fun, throw your cap at what whatever. I I'm just a grumpy old curmudgeon, but you definitely are. Yeah. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably I again, I'm probably in the minority. I'm probably wrong on this one, but these are the thoughts. These are your these are thoughts. the thoughts that go through my head. I'm like, I, major <laughs> I don't so. think I ever claimed that his graduating from K-4 was a major accomplishment, but it was something to celebrate. And you never can... Oh, well, dis- we'll be checking the Instagram post now, sir, and I will be sharing it to the pot. No, I won't do that to your kid. I won't put him on the I don't think I said it was a major... We'll see. We'll see what you said. I said, I don't even know if I posted about it. You definitely posted about it. I did stories, it. but I didn't do like a post, but not that that matters. Yeah. Hmm. Proud of him? Excited? Yeah. The amount of posts uh, that's just random crap with your sons that I have to swipe past. I love my boys. Also, you're aware no one cares about your cooking, right? Except for your family. I am an incredible cook. Stop posting about your cooking. Anyways. I'm delicious. Started to close several minutes ago and you sidetracked me with your mocking. But I wanted to hear it. Yeah, I I was ready. I welcomed it. I was ready to close, but I I couldn't pass up giving you a Mm -hmm. hard time. So in conclusion, uh, Obi-Wan was Luke's father the whole time. (laughs) And he never graduated. Shocker. So, yeah, well, Marlo was dead the whole time. Do appreciate you coming on, as You're always. Uh, a good time, even with heavy topics. 100. So, appreciate you doing it. Listeners, as always, appreciate you. Hit up the uh, hit up the website, solid7podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Solid, the number seven, podcast.com. There's links to rate the podcast there. And, mm-hmm. man, if you wouldn't mind throwing us a thumbs up or five stars, it really helps people find the podcast. So, that's awesome. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can find our social media. All that stuff's there. And if you want to just, oh, there's links to like good causes. So Step Up Foundation and Sarah Wilkinson's Boston Frogman Swim and uh, Team Jose for our buddy Jose Fajardo. So click through the causes. There's ways to support the podcast there. And uh, you can even find the link to our Patreon there. If you'd like to become a supporter, get yourself a little bonus content each and every week. And maybe a mug. Maybe a mug. A mugging. Uh you know, so check that all out on there and uh, throw us some follows and some subscriptions and all that stuff helps. All the stuff. And uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Mm-hmm. Hate the twirl. We're out. <laughs>